This program is made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. This is Rick Renner, and today I'm at the Pushkin Museum of Fine Arts, right downtown Moscow, Russia, not far from the Kremlin. And behind me is this monumental gate from a 13th century French cathedral. And look at the top. All of those figures are the 12 original apostles. Today, there's a lot of confusion about the word apostle. Some people claim to be apostles, some are some are not, but we need to know what the word apostle means. And we've already seen that the word apostle from the Greek word apostolos described an admiral who sailed with his apostolic crew to establish the church in brand new regions. It was also a word to describe a special package, which means when an apostle shows up, he's a special package that's loaded with the power of God. But today we're going to find out the word apostolos was also the word for a messenger, an envoy, a diplomat, or an ambassador. And that explains why the Apostle Paul described himself as the ambassador of Christ. He was dispatched by Christ. He was sent by the church. And as an ambassador sent by the Lord, he was backed up with the power and the clout of heaven. And when a real apostle shows up, they move in a very special level of authority because they're ambassadors that have been dispatched by heaven. And today we're going to dive deep further into this word apostolos, the word apostle in the New Testament to extract more meanings because we need to understand what this word apostle really means. But first, I want you to watch this. God sends apostles and prophets to his church as messengers with special insight and revelation. So why is there so much controversy, error and abuse concerning these ministry gifts? In Rick Renner's foundational new book, Apostles and Prophets, Rick reveals how these responsibilities in the church must operate and teaches you how to define and identify correct and false teaching. It is really imperative that we understand the vision for the church as it's laid out in the New Testament and that we understand the roles of prophets and apostles and how they are to function in the church in these last days. This beautifully bound 750-page book is the definitive study available on Apostles and Prophets. When you call or go online today and get Apostles and Prophets, you'll learn how this essential teaching has been overlooked in the modern church and why it's important for every believer to understand the Bible's definition of these roles. Now, for this limited time, you can get it for just $30. Through its detailed information and illustration, Apostles and Prophets allows you to explore and imagine what it was like in the early church and how early church leaders operated within these ministry gifts. And we'll make this book a treasure for you and your family for years to come. Call now to get Apostles and Prophets for just $30 or go to renner.org. Great as a gift or for your own Bible study. Don't miss this special offer. Go to renner.org. My friend, from my heart, I really want you to get a copy of Apostles and Prophets. I wrote this book because today I believe many people are abusing these terms. Many people are calling themselves apostles who are not. They don't understand even what the word apostle means. That's why right now I'm teaching 
on the historical meaning of the word apostle and how it relates to New Testament apostles. And likewise, many, many people today are calling themselves prophets. And often they have a prophetic leaning or inkling, but that does not make them a five-fold ministry prophet. And we need to know what the Bible says on this subject. It is very, very important. So I wrote this book, which is called Apostles and Prophets, Their Roles in the Past, in the Present, and in the Last Days Church. It's quite a substantial book. And in fact, there's so much material in this book, I cannot teach it all in these programs. I'm just skimming over very important things, but you will devour this book. And it's definitely a book that you need in your spiritual library, and you will refer to it again and again and again, so order yours today. And we're also offering you by the same title, the whole series, it's 15 parts, called Apostles and Prophets, Their Roles in the Past, the Present, and the Last Days Church. Friend, I'm not trying to sell you something. I'm trying to get you something that I believe you need. You need to be established in truth about what is an apostle and what is a prophet. And of course, it comes with a wonderful study guide. But so far in these programs, we have seen that when you have bad theology and a misuse of theological terms, it really makes a mess. Then we saw what an apostle is not. Then we begin to see historically what an apostle was before the days of the New Testament. And we saw the word apostolos, the word apostle, was first used to describe an admiral who set sail with an apostolic crew into virgin territory to colonize a new region. Then we saw that the word apostolos, translated the word apostle in the New Testament, could depict a travel document or a passport that enabled people to go into territories that were normally restricted for others. And indeed, real apostles are anointed to venture into places other people cannot get to. And today we're going to move to the next historical meaning of the word apostolos, which is translated as the word apostle in the New Testament. You need to understand that this word predated the New Testament. And when the apostles began to use this word in the writings of the New Testament, they understood all the nuances and ramifications of this word. So it's important that we understand it. You don't know all of this because you're not an ancient Greek speaker. But the ancient Greek speakers in the early church, when they heard the word apostle, apostolos, were very familiar with all of these meanings. So we need to be familiar with them as well. So today, we're going to look at the next point about what is an apostle. And we're going to begin on page 229 in this book, Apostles and Prophets. And we're going to see today that the word apostolos, the Greek word apophorn apostle, depicted a spiritual messenger to take others into new spiritual realms and dimensions. Listen to this. As time passed, the word apostolos, our New Testament word for an apostle, took on another meaning, which is very important and was very familiar to ears who heard the word apostolos in the times of the New Testament. It became a common word to signify a person who was especially gifted with special insight and revelation and who was sent by the gods as their special messenger to people. The ancient Greek world stood in awe of such apostolic messengers and believed the gods had endued them with special wisdom and revelation that could enable these apostolic individuals to take others with them into higher realms of revelation and understanding. Do you see how important this is to the ministry of a bona fide, authentic apostle? 
Knowing this usage of apostolos to the ears of New Testament believers meant that an apostle was one who possessed special insight and revelation. And if they would stay near to that apostle, that apostle could lead them into new spiritual dimensions that they could not get to by themselves. And this brings to mind what the apostle Paul himself wrote in Galatians chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. Listen to what Paul said in these amazing verses. He said, but I certify, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not of man, neither received I it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Here he's talking about that apostolic anointing which enables him to see what others have never seen. And in fact, the word revelation that is used in those verses is the Greek word apokalupsis. It's a compound of two words. The word apo means apart or away. The word kalupsis is from kalupto, which means to veil something or to hide something. It describes something that you can't see because it's been covered or it's been veiled. But when you connect it to the preposition apo, it means to remove the veil so you can see what is there. It was there all along, but you were unable to see it because it was veiled. It was hidden. But when a revelation takes place, suddenly the veil is pulled apart and you're enabled to see on the other side. And if you apply this to what Paul said in Galatians chapter 1, verse 11 and 12, it means God supernaturally enabled Paul to see what others had never seen before. That was part of his equipment as an apostle. And this agrees entirely with what Jesus said to him when he was on the road to Damascus. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 26, verse 16, that Jesus appeared to him and said that he would be repeatedly appearing to Paul to give him teaching and divine revelation. Well, according to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18, every believer has access to the spirit realm and access to the Father and access to revelation. That belongs to every believer. But in addition to the access that every believer has, the word apostolos, which is our word apostle, lets us know that when a church is near a genuine apostle, mm, the apostolic anointing on his life will not only provide him with supernatural insight, but that anointing will enable others to journey with him into new spiritual realms, revelations, and dimensions. The apostle is specially anointed by Christ. He has special insight and revelation. And if one grabs hold of his spiritual coattails and sticks with him, that anointing will take that person or that church into new and higher realms. Do you see how important it is that we understand the word apostle from the word apostolos? Well, let me give you an example. Think about how blessed the New Testament churches were at Rome, Corinth, Galatia, Ephesus, Colossae, Philippi, Thessalonica, and other locations because of the insights and revelations they received as a result of being in relationship with Paul. By hanging on to his apostolic coattails, those churches were in relationship with him and her divine, amazing revelations that other churches did not have 
access to. Those churches had access to Paul's anointing and it enabled them spiritually to go to places they never had been able to attain by themselves. And by staying close to Paul, who was their apostolus, their apostle, as their God-sent messenger, they had access to special insight and revelation, and the anointing on Paul's life enabled them to venture into spiritual realms that other churches likely did not experience. All of that is in this word apostle taken from the Greek word apostolos. But wait, there's more. So now I'm going to flip over to page 237. Listen to this. This meaning of apostolos lets us know that an apostle is a spiritual leader who is gifted by God to lead others into deeper and higher realms. And it had such significant bearing on the idea of apostleship in the New Testament. But there's more. Because the word apostolos was additionally the very word used by ancient Greek writers to describe an envoy or an ambassador, which means in addition to being a special messenger gifted with insight and revelation, an apostle is anointed to be God's envoy or God's ambassador. We discover the word apostolos was used by ancient Greek writers such as the Greek philosopher Aristotle who used the word apostolos to picture the seeing off or sending away of important individuals. It was used by the Greek historian Herodotus to describe a high-powered ambassador who was sent to represent a government or a king. So now we discover that this word apostolos, the word apostle, was used to picture an envoy who was sent to do business on behalf of the one who sent him, or it pictured a personal representative, emissary, messenger, agent, diplomat, or ambassador. My friends, all of that is in this word apostolos, which is translated as the word apostle in the New Testament. And this meaning of apostolos as an envoy or an ambassador is so important that I want to take a moment to talk to you about ancient ambassadors. You need to understand why this concept was so important. So I'm going to read to you directly from page 238. In the ancient world, the word apostolos, the word apostle, was used for an ambassador who was a high-ranking diplomat dispatched to represent a government or king who sent him on a specific mission in a foreign city or land. As the government's or king's representative, these apostles or apostolos individuals held the highest diplomatic rank that could be given. And this too has relevance for the ministry of New Testament apostles, for it means Christ-given apostles hold an especially high rank in the body of Christ, and in God's view, they are individuals who are dispatched by God as His chosen representatives, and as such, they hold an elevated rank in the church. Isn't it amazing how these historical insights have such relevance for the ministry of an apostle in the New Testament times, in the present, and also in the age to come. But then over on page 247, oh my goodness, there is so much in this book, that's why I want you to have it. We find that by the time we come to the New Testament, the word apostolos, which is translated apostle in the New Testament, 
had a lengthy, lengthy history and carried a whole range of important meanings, all which overlapped and interrelated to the other meanings. And to sum it up, to sum it up, to New Testament believers, an apostle or an apostolos was like, are you ready for this? Here's a little review. Number one, he was like an admiral who traveled with a specialized fleet of ships and a specialized crew who accompanied and assisted him as he sailed into open seas to locate territories where civilization was non-existent. And there he and his crew were to replicate the life, language, and culture that they loved as they believed that it should be in the new place and to construct infrastructure, roads, buildings, houses, and temples in a new territory. And here we see the work of an apostle. He sails with his crew into new territories where they begin to colonize and construct the life, the language, the customs of the church, all the infrastructure needed for the body of Christ to function. And then when they're finished, they get back on their ship and hit the high seas to do it again. But number two, an apostle was like a travel document or a passport. He really had an anointing that enabled him and his team to journey into new geographical regions to preach the gospel, to drive back darkness, and to replicate the life, language, and culture of the church. He had a door-opening anointing, and apostles today have the same anointing. Number three, he was like a spiritual package packaged with God's powerful anointing to do whatever was needed on site. And also a spiritual messenger from God who was gifted with special insight and revelation and whose function was to lead others upward into new spiritual realms and spiritual territories. That is true of apostles. Lastly, this word apostolos, translated as the word apostle in the New Testament, was the very word used to depict an ambassador. And in the sense of a New Testament apostle, an apostle is an ambassador who represented Christ in the same way an ambassador would represent a king or a government. He was a tried and tested emissary, messenger, governmental agent, high-ranking diplomat, or as we have seen, he was like an ambassador. And apostles are hand-chosen, powerful individuals who have the spiritual clout and the backing of heaven to fulfill any assignment that heaven ever gives to them. Wow, that is amazing to me. But all of this that I'm sharing with you in these programs may be new information and new teaching for you, but it was not new to the ears of New Testament believers because they were Greek speakers and they had grown up in a Greek-speaking world and they had heard the word apostolos translated as the word apostle in the New Testament all of their lives. And they already understood all of these nuances and meanings and how these terms overlapped with each other. So that is probably the reason why in the New Testament the Apostle Paul never stops to elaborate on the meaning of an apostle. He didn't need to because New Testament hearers already knew all of these meanings. They were familiar to them. So when they heard that there was an apostle, this was quite a substantial term. First of all, it meant, wow, this is an admiral and he hasn't come by himself. He has an apostolic crew and he is here or he has been sent 
to colonize a new territory for the church. They understood that the word apostolos or the word apostle depicted one who was anointed like a travel document or a passport. And that's why he was unable to go where other people could not go. And in fact, in this book, Apostles and Prophets, I document where the first apostles of Jesus went. And it is amazing. It required an anointing from God for them to go to those places. But they were anointed like a passport to walk into places other people couldn't go. Then New Testament believers understood that a New Testament apostle, apostolos, was like a divine messenger that was sent by God with special insight. And if they grabbed hold of his coattails, he could spiritually take them into new spiritual dimensions. And last of all, he wasn't just a man speaking on his own behalf, but an apostolos or an apostle was an ambassador sent by Christ or by the church. And when he came, he came with the backing of heaven and the clout he needed to accomplish any task. All of that is what New Testament hearers heard when they heard the word apostle. And all of that carries into the meaning of the word apostle in the New Testament and for anyone who today says they are an apostle. But... I was raised in a particular denomination where we believed there were only 12 men who were apostles. And when these 12 legendary men died, that was the end of the apostolic age and there were no more apostles. So let me ask you, how many apostles are actually named in the New Testament? Is it just 12 or when Matthias was chosen, perhaps 13 or were there more? I think you're going to be quite surprised to find out how many people in the New Testament are called apostles. And you will find that in addition to the foundational apostles, which Jesus first chose, the gift of apostleship transcended them. And many people through the ages have also been endued with the apostolic gift. And that's what we're going to see when we come back in the next program. Please don't miss it. But hey, be sure to order your book, Apostles and Prophets. You need this in your spiritual library. But I'll be back in just a moment, and I'm going to pray for you. These days, a lot of people are being called apostles or prophets. But are real apostles and prophets still alive, well, and operating in the body of Christ today? In this much-needed, powerful series, Apostles and Prophets, Rick Renner covers what an apostle is and what an apostle is not. What are the signs of a true apostle? Why would anyone claim to be an apostle if he wasn't an apostle? What does the word prophet really mean? What do we know about how real prophets do and do not operate? What about false prophets? This 15-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $24. And right now, we urge you to get Rick's new book, Apostles and Prophets, their roles in the past, the present, and the last days, with over 700 pages of information to help fortify a solid foundation underneath your life for the special introductory price of $30. Joseph Z, founder of Z Ministries and best-selling author, says, armed with his Bible, historical examples, and decades of tenured experience, Rick has produced a scholarly masterpiece that will right the mania, purge the dysfunction, confront willful ignorance, and cause celebration among the lovers of the Word of God. And Flashpoint host Gene Bailey says, this is not a stuffy manual on how to be an apostle or prophet. You will want to keep this book nearby the next time a question arises on the subject of apostles and prophets. Don't miss this exciting offer, the 15-part series, Apostles and Prophets, and the insightful and penetrating book, Apostles and Prophets. Call the number on your screen or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Thank you. 
Hey friends, this is Rick Renner, and today I am standing in the foyer of Rick Renner Ministries in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I just wish I could pick you up and bring you here to see all the wonderful ministry that is happening in this facility where we receive thousands and thousands of phone calls from people just like you who reach out to us for prayer and for teaching they can trust. Proverbs 10, 21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many, and we know that's our job. Our job is to feed many. And I wanna say thank you to you for everything you've helped us do with your giving. You helped us construct our studio, purchase this building, and now in phase three of our ministry expansion program, we're wanting to pay this facility off so we can liberate all that money to take the teaching of the Bible around the world on additional channels and venues. And by being a part of our giving team, you can really help us make this happen. If you're not already a part of our giving team, please pray about joining us. And together we can join hands and through teaching of the Bible and by ministering to people that reach out to us and by sending teaching products around the world, we can really change people's lives. And it's amazing to me that today it's never been easier to make an impact in somebody else's life right from where you are. So thank you for praying about being a part of our giving team. And the moment you join, I want you to really expect the power of God to show up in your life. Well, we have really covered a lot of material and we're just scratching the surface. When we come back, we're going to see how many people in the New Testament are actually called apostles. My friends, it's not 12, it's not 13. You're going to be shocked when you hear how many people in the New Testament are called apostles. Apostles existed in the past. They exist in the present. They will be in the church all the way to the end of the church age. And you need to know what the Bible says about apostles and prophets. And that's why I want you to order my series, which is called Apostles and Prophets. It's 15 parts. And the full title is Their Roles in the Past, the Present, and the Last Days Church. And this 15-part series, which comes in audio or video, also comes with a study guide. So you can read all of this while you're seeing it or hearing it, and really get the teaching down deep inside you. And we're also offering you my book that I really want you to have. It's called Apostles and Prophets. Look at the size of this. I really put a lot of work into this book. It carries a historical, intellectual, biblical, spiritual foundation about these gifts. And my friends, these two particular gifts are so important for the church. We need to know what the Bible says about them. And I guarantee you, you'll be glad you have this book and you will refer to it again and again and again. But hey, if you need prayer, please reach out to us by calling us right now or send us an email. And the moment we hear from you, we're going to release our faith and Jesus is going to hear us. He's going to answer and he's going to move mightily in your life. And I pray right now for the power of God to permeate exactly where you are and to meet every need that you're facing in your life right now. In Jesus name. Amen. I'll see you in the next program, but please remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, which says where the word of a king is, there is power. 
Hey friends, we're coming to an area near you and we want to invite you to come to one of our meetings. Sunday, February 5th, we're going to Church for All Nations in Colorado Springs and we will be with pastors Mark and Linda Coward. Then on Sunday, February 12th, we're going to be at Legacy Church with Pastor Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons in Green Mountain Falls, Colorado. Then on Thursday, February 16th, Denise is having a women's meeting at the Stony Creek Hotel in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. On Saturday and Sunday, February 18th and 19th, we're going to be at the Living Word Christian Center with Pastor Mac Hammond in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. And on Sunday, February 26th, we're going to be at Faith Family Church with Pastors Michael and Vicki Bang in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. But please go to our website to affirm all these times and all these dates, and we look forward to seeing you there. This program was made possible by the giving of the God Called Partners of Renner Ministries.